Hi friends, welcome to this latest edition of Love, Service, Wisdom with Radha, myself. I'm here with you and I'm here for you and I feel you, I feel you guys, Uh, I feel it everybody. It's been a really intense time, uh, especially this past week, but I know a lot longer for many of us and So I'd like to take this time in this podcast to just connect about the Black Lives Matter movement and speak to the energy of birthing and awakening that many of us are in process with and honor the whole range of emotions and experiences that are coming up for you. I... um, I myself had to take some time off of social media last week and then again this week too because it it's uh it's heavy. It's heavy and it's a lot and it's hot. It feels like hot hot to touch and last week with the killing of George Floyd when I learned of that last Wednesday there was so much grief and sorrow and sadness, just like heart to heart, humanity-wise, for the suffering of him, I'm sure his whole life, and particularly in that moment, and his family and his community and the, all of the Black community, just it happening again, the police brutality. And it certainly is a time where enough is enough and this needs to stop. It has to stop. And then coupled with a sense of hopelessness, how, how does something that's so systematic, systematic, so deeply rooted, how does that come to a halt? How do those changes take place? There can be a feeling of overwhelm, With that, and especially paired with everything else that's going on, I know, in my life and in your lives, too, and here in America, where the foundations of our country are are the fractures in them are being exposed for what they are. And it's, I feel, a step in the positive direction and truth that... um, what is being exposed now, all the shadow of the culture and society that we live in is being just laid bare before us so that it can be felt, healed, seen, acknowledged, seen for what it is and 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 proper changes taking place for across the class system, across the racial divide, across the gender divide within the healthcare system, deeply in the the education system and the medical system and the the whole socioeconomic structure. Wow, it's just, I mean, I've been doing this work uh, social justice-wise with my yoga teacher training students as part of my school, Sage Yoga. Um, and so I've you know, this isn't new. I'm not surprised. I was raised myself on the very far margins of white privilege. Let's just say I didn't have any kind of like class privilege at all, though I'm sure I know the color of my skin. Of course, there were unconscious um, privileges given to me or that I was kept from uh, certain hardships for sure. But 
um, uh, let's just send, uh, say I, I understand from my live life experience the class divide. And um, so it's not a surprise. And the work that I've been doing with the yoga teacher training school, I understand the feeling of, uh, of awakening to your privilege. I've witnessed it in the students and in peers and I certainly have felt it within myself. And I know how painful that is. And so all of you, dear listeners, in this time, my invitation for you and the space I'm holding for you is one to really care for yourself and the feelings that are, are arising. I don't think that they are invalid or improper or misplaced in any way. And that's not saying that white feelings are above black lives. That's not it at all. I'm recognizing that for all of us, regardless of our skin color, feeling now the depth of the emotions and the generational trauma and baggage that we're all healing from, feeling that is the beginning step in this process. So when you, you might be feeling a lot of this pressure, act, 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 I want your action. And that can feel like a barrage of like a, like kind of aggressive energy and creates confusion and chaos because you don't know how to act. What does that mean? And we can see that the the results of that like frenetic frenzied action reaction on social media, like Instagram, what happened on Tuesday where it was like, Monday was, you ha- Sunday and Monday was like, you have to speak up. And if you don't speak up, it's white consent and your silence is, uh, is part of the problem. So people started to speak out and then the backlash was, don't speak out. We don't, we don't hear your stories. We don't want, don't make it about yourself, you know, make it about the movement and, and Black Lives Matter, and you're not getting it. And and then it, it like crossed over into the Blackout Tuesday movement of the day of silence and reflection for the movie, the music industry and the Black squares. And then, you know, it's like, oh, I know I need to act. So I guess like this is the thing that we're all doing. Okay, I'll do that thing too. And then it became... The, the backlash from that came of, no, no, that's not what you're doing. Now you're screwing everything up by doing that. And it creates this like, ah, sorry, I don't know. I feel like I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. And I'm really trying. So I feel the energy of, of all of that. That's why I did just like peace out from the social media space because it got crazy. And it's, it's doing in some ways, more harm than good. And we just need to chill out for a second. And the anger, yes, is 100% valid and real and true and deep, 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 deep wellsprings. Again, generations of anger and hurt. And that's real. And it's being expressed. And it can be expressed in a, we try to do that in, of course, the healthiest way possible without pointing the finger and shaming and blaming others and trying to take the trauma that we're feeling and traumatize other with it. 
because that just creates a trauma cycle. And all of our traumas, all of our collective traumas are up. The last thing we want to do is, is create more of that for ourselves and for other people. So when you're feeling activated and charged, you know that that's a signal for you to take a step back, to take a step back and remove yourself from the conversation and and get clarity again, let the water settle. And we can do this. It is a long marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not your one action right now isn't going to change the course of history. You're learning and you're processing and you're feeling and you're unwinding and you're unpacking your integration. The work that you're doing on yourself will, it absolutely certainly will. We can all, as we do this work, internal reflection and learning and understanding, begin to recognize our own unconscious blind spots. And then we don't do them again. And we do better. And I know that it's this is hard for us right now, particularly us white folks, because we see ourselves and we know ourselves to be very kind and loving and generous and compassionate people. And it's painful. It's absolutely painful to begin to recognize the way unconscious racism was within us. Or the way that we were unconscious to the suffering of those around us, the deep, deep suffering. And then we can take that on as as that shame, guilt spiral. But that's not the way. It's not the way through. You can feel remorseful. You can feel grief. You can feel sorrow. We don't want to get stuck in that, but absolutely feel what's coming up for you. And you still are a good person and you are still a generous person. And now with these new awarenesses and they'll continue to unfold for you. It's not an immediate awakening and happening. With these new awarenesses, you will begin to have harder conversations and stay in what feels uncomfortable. And yes, it is uncomfortable, but there's a difference between uncomfortable and um, compassionate and uncomfortable and angry and aggressive. And we know the difference between the two. And so when someone says, this needs to be uncomfortable for you, yes, and it cannot feel hateful. It can feel safe and it can feel loving. It's like, I think of it like a birthing process. And to the people of color community, when you say that you're surprised, it's like they they were pregnant for nine months. You look over and you're like, oh, you didn't see that I've been pregnant for nine months and this is what's happening, that this has been here the whole time. How have you not recognized that? And the pregnancy is now birth. It's the contractions that we're feeling. It's that push, push, push into a new way of being. And Krishna, he always says, or he's been saying recently, that the birthing process is bloody. It's painful. It's scary. And it's beautiful. And new life is born. And it's been something we've been, you know, it's been gestating and we've been wanting to have happen. But when it's coming out into the world, when the baby is being born, it is 
Oof, under most circumstances, hard, 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 hard. I speak from my own experience with that. And we don't do it alone. We do it in community. We do it with a team. There's a midwife or a doctor or nurses or elders. There's families. There's those that are around us that are holding us and supporting us through this painful process. So I'm here for you in whatever part of the awakening of this birthing that you're in, whether this is new or whether it's not, and you've, you've, um, you're, you're also helping to bring others along the way into this awakening, however you're choosing to show up in action, and action is choosing to be in rest and process for yourself. That's incredibly, incredibly healthy. Make smart choices too about who you are following now on social media. Some of the threads that I've seen of like, follow this and this and this and this, and this is what you need to do. I've looked into some of those folks and most of them are great, but there's a few that I don't actually resonate with what they're saying. Some of it, yeah, sure. But other parts feel, for me, um, like it's, that's a little too heightened on the anger side and the finger pointing side. And that doesn't feel healthy to me and I can't get behind it. I feel like when we can meet each other from a place of compassion and love, then the bridges are built and then we are creating the, the, the equality and the connection and the evolution the transmutation that's healthy for all of us. So as you're moving through this to do your own work and and do figure out what are the ways with your skill set and where you are in your life and in community that you can make an impact. So it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be outward. It doesn't have to be a big display. There's not, there's not a performance with it. You don't need to grovel for someone to accept you. you don't, there's no self-flagellation that needs to happen in this process. How can you support yourself and those in your most immediate sphere going through this birthing with as much safety understanding forgiveness and compassion as possible that can look lots and lots and lots of different ways if you're feeling called to go to a protest go to a protest if you feel called to donate to an organization donate to an organization um speak up in the ways that within your own soul and heart, you know, are right for you. There's not one blanket uniform that we all put on. That's the way of action. It's net life has never been that way. And it's definitely not that way now. The uh, Black Lives candlelight vigil that we had here in Boise just a couple days ago on Tuesday it was so beautiful. It was so powerful to be in space with a multiracial space, a space that held many different classes and socioeconomic statuses. Everyone there wearing black, mostly in solidarity, wearing our masks too, which adds like a different 
creepy sci-fi elements, like what reality are we in elements to it all with our candles and for an hour and a half or so quietly listening to women of color speak their truths, share with all of us from a place of peace and connection and understanding and be able to grieve as a collective. It was it was really, really, really powerful. Moments were also incredibly frightening in ways that I had never experienced, like when the big shaved head white dude was walking through the crowd with an AK-47. I've never seen anything like that. Walk through the crowd and literally like, I don't know, 30 feet in front of Krishna and Benji and I walks up to a group of uh, of uh, a, a couple black men and a, and a black woman and stands next to them and then puts out his hands and forces them, it felt like the perception was for me, forces them to shake his hands and then he just stands there and that's intense. That's intense. I'm there with my son. I'm like, is this going to get, is this about to get bloody? It didn't. It didn't. But wow, what a mixture of folks in one crowd. And it stayed, as to the best of my knowledge, mostly very, 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 very peaceful. And moments like that, moments like that are, 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 yeah, they are it. They are it. Where we can we can dissolve for a moment together as one. And I I hear, I get it. People don't want to hear that we're all, people say we're all one or we're all in this together, one human race or blah, blah, blah. But also, and that is true. The oneness is true. And in this, this physical form, this world of duality, duality is true. So both are, 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 um, both are true. Oneness is true. Duality is true in this, in this plane of consciousness. And I have a lot of, um, what's the word? I just feel a lot for the, um, for what people of color, black, indigenous, immigrants of color, the inherent biases that they go through on a daily basis that I don't have to feel that aren't in my sphere or bubble. I feel that pain. Not that I can understand, of course, the depths of it, but I do have, you know, some live life experiences, certainly on the margins. And uh, I want it to stop. I want it to, to not be the way that it is. And I truly, truly believe that that's possible. And we are getting there and we will get there. And the fact that this is all happening now while everything else is going on makes it a lot harder for us all. It's like, dude, how much more can I carry and process? And it's just like, all right, here we go. We can do this together. It's a giant pause collectively to review. We're no longer addicted to um, the like progress 
hyper-masculine go, go, go cycle that we were in. And we're dropping back in. We're slowing down. We're reviewing our own lives, the lives of our community and the society that we've been living in and the foundation that it was based upon, which is pretty cruel, which is, which, which, I mean, it's loaded with suffering. It's loaded with genocide. That's for real. And there's a new way forward. We can create a new way forward together. So, wow, I'm just so proud of all of you for the work that many of you have been doing out there in the world and showing up. And in, internally, the work that you've been doing, when someone says you need to do an action, your process, you working with understanding and learning and feeling, that is an action. So don't let that be negated. Don't let that be negated. And then proper action will come from it. Everyone who was at the Black Candlelight Visual, that was an action. You did show up. You did get there. So let that not go unnoticed also. I know at the end they were calling for, what is your action? What is your action? Which felt a little intense, but I get where it's coming from. But I also want to recognize you got there and that was an action. And we got home, Krishna and Maya and I, and I tried to talk a little bit more about... um, some of the racial issues because something else had just come up on my end and both of them were just like like I am so spent right now I feel so heavy I have no further capacity to engage in this in this moment I was like oh yeah totally I get it absolutely like you're right let's like settle down and get ready to go to bed so rest go to bed do your practices do your spiritual practices there's a woman that Maya watches, I'm not going to get her name right. It's like Shonetta, maybe. It's a woman of color who reads tarot cards. She sent that to me. Maya did the link and she's like, watch this mom. She's so great and beautiful and how she talks. And I love, you know, the way that she explains everything. And she said in her little video I watched this morning, she's like, light a candle, light a candle for peace, light a candle for light, light a candle for your ancestors and guides. And just that's an action too. That is an action. However small it may seem, bringing in that frequency and the energy of healing, compassion, integrity, grounded, acceptance, forgiveness, that is powerful. We can't do this while staying in the crazy, angry, frenetic, shame, blame, trauma loop. That's not the way through healing, you guys. It's just not. It's not. You can feel it when it's up. I have been in the in it. I got to a point with social media on Tuesday where I was just like, fuck it. Fuck all of this bullshit. And then I had to pull myself out of it because it was just like, this is for crazy people. That was my feeling. Somebody else might have totally dug what was going on. So I felt that and recognized it like I clearly have reached my limits and have been uh, without for a while and it feels real real nice and then you can also have the opportunity to reflect like when I go back in how will I engage differently what will I do differently how can I how can I how can I help the change in the movement and you'll that'll be clear for you you'll know I fully 100% trust that you know. 
And if you don't know, reach out to me. Send me a message. I've got all kinds of resources on anti-racism and allyship and what that means and how we can do better and what some of our blind spots are with that. So if there's any resources you would like, reach out to me. You can send me a message. Private message me on any of the social medias or shoot me an email. Send it to Marissa. What's my email? Marissa Wepner at gmail.com. There you go. That's just my name. Marissa Wepner at gmail.com. Shoot me an email and I will send you some resources. If you want to have um, help creating maybe a discussion group or a circle, send me a message and I'll send you more resources too. So I'm here for you and I feel you and I feel the collective pain. And I'm, again, I'll say it, I'm proud of the work that everyone's been doing this past week or so. It's been like a crash, advanced college, PhD level course on white privilege and racism in our country and anti-racism. And it's been a tidal wave in addition to everything else we've all been holding, homeschooling, the economic disaster that's occurring. Don't forget the pandemic and the lockdown and the quarantine. And uh, yes, I'm proud of you for, for holding space for this too and whatever capacity you have. Thank you to everyone who's been sharing resources as well. And my only um, ask for all of us is to have more compassion, more kindness, more love for yourselves, for people of color, and people not of color also, for all of it, for what everybody's going through. So much love, so much love, so much love for you guys. And I'm serious. Reach out if you want any kind of support at all. I'm here for you and I will help you. And wherever you're at in the journey, I'm with you. And we can do this together. We are doing this together. We are. We are doing this together. Okay. Thank you all. Thanks, my friends. Thank you too for everyone that's been here for me as well. I led a source meditation today. I had to live stream, you know, on the, in, on the Facebook with source meditation space. 10 a.m. I just did it and uh, leading everybody into just dropping into their bodies. I was doing it through my body too at the same time. And while I was leading, I started to cry like the camera's on me and I'm talking about a progressive muscle relaxation and I'm just feeling all of the emotions that are there and it doesn't have a particular source there's besides uh what's what's in the collective fields empathically i guess that i'm picking up on but also just deeply within my own being again it's we're carrying generations in our bodies cellular our cellular bodies carry seven generations of memory and so I just, when it happens for me, like now too, like I just let it arise. The tears are there. They process, they move through and then they've been released. Those samskaras, those habits, those ways of being 
are released. So your practices, your somatic body practices that help can help move energy through you, those are also incredibly helpful, whether that's yoga or dancing or dropping into meditation or somatic breath work or a walk in nature. Clear. Allow yourself to clear. Allow yourself to ground. If you need some meditations, there are all of those on a Source Meditation Spaces page that we've been leading for the past 10 weeks, 11 weeks now maybe. And they're there for you. They're there for you to help. So let's just help each other. Let's show up. Let's move away from pointing the finger, shame and blame, and feel the feelings that are there and love ourselves through it, love each other through it. And we'll, we'll, we'll birth this baby, this beautiful new little baby into the world. And it's going to be tender and fragile as it comes out. And we'll continue to hold it. That's a long way until it feels mature and has its own, you know, strength to stand on its own. But it will get there. It will get there. I know it. I know it within my heart and my soul of souls. I know it to be true. Thank you for walking this walk with me. I love, I love you all.